Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Go there, girls. Gigs coming up, which is nice. Got some more back in the books. So life is good. Excellent. You know, life is always good. And the weather was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was shockingly beautiful. The went to because um, we've been in the house all day working mm. at home. Um, went to get a little one from school, and I was kind of hit with a bit of heat. It was nice. Mm. And I thought, oh wow, why would why didn't I work up on the hill? Yeah. Why not work up on the hill? Because that's generally where we we go to work when the weather's good. Because yeah. we know that it's autumn. It's not going to last long. It's not going to last too long. So, guys, apparently it's going to be nice for the rest of the week. So enjoy, enjoy while we can, getting that vitamin D, getting it in the bones, right? And feeling great. So we have a lot on tonight, right? Yes, we do. Okay, and I think the first one that we'll kick off with, because I know that we've um, spoke a lot on the financial education and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought, doing the research on this was quite interesting. Okay. And it was um, T.I., is yeah. it T.I.? T.I., yeah, he's rapper. Set, right, he said he's got a lucrative music career. Mm-hmm. He has a reality TV show and also invests in real estate. Mm-hmm. And he said that people need to ditch the Louis Vuittons mm-hmm. and Cartier mm-hmm. and buy properties instead. Yeah. What's your view on that? I agree. I think property is a form of, um, well... Property can be a form of residual income. Mm. So I think that, yes, it's more important to invest the, what was it, 6000 something for a Cartier watch. Yeah, medium Cartier watch cost £6,250. Well, that with a couple thousand on top. Not that it's going to get you much in, in London, but um, if you can splash that on a watch then i'm sure you've got a bit more to splash yeah um get yourself a couple of properties mm, and, mm. and get some residual and let your residual income pay for those nice things don't let your income income pay for those yeah. nice things because i i noted as well for louis vuitton, louis vuitton bag mm-hmm. for a mini one that's mini must be small right mm-hmm. 1340 pounds and also a for a backpack is about two thousand and ninety. Mm. So if you put all that together, like that's nearly ten thousand pounds, isn't it? Yeah. I mean that's and a someone most probably saved that money for that bag. Yeah. If he's if he's aiming at the audience, I think he's aiming at is that people that are saving up for the Louis V and saving up for the mm. Cartier watch. Yeah, because we spoke before, haven't we, about uh, compounding. Mm-hmm. So really, trading is a new way that everyone seems to be going at the moment. Um, I think a lot more people are aware of trading. I think a lot of people still are very um, critical of trading because they don't understand what it is. Mm. And it leads a lot of people to kind of, you know, generally if someone doesn't understand something, then it can it's just automatically... No, it can't be right. Yeah. It's too good to be true. Mm. Um, and with certain information that people get about trading, they are kind of misled. Yeah. Um, but a lot more people are becoming aware of it. Yeah. And one thing I love actually is it's at, it's it is a male dominated industry, but at the moment a lot more females are jumping on the on the train way, uh, the trading. 
bandwagon. They're learning how to trade mm. properly. Yeah. But just using that as a platform to other things because trading shouldn't be used as an income. I don't think it should be used as an mm. income. I think it should be used as a platform to get to where else you want to go. So, for example, one person I trade with, um, she trades gold and she was in real estate. She worked, um, not that she has houses, but she worked in like a estate agents mm. and after a year of trading gold she quit her job okay and she she's managed to save enough she's got a, a business now that she set up herself and she's a man she's managed to get enough through that year to make the decision to quit her job mm. focus on her business and buy her house yeah. so so you know we could start with that louis vuitton with that cartier with whatever um, designer whatevers that we can actually you know buy property instead because mm. when we look at um, TI as well he said he had encouraged Instagrammers to stop spending money lavishly mm. and set sites on real estate we were talking about real estate and mortgages the other day wasn't yeah. it and um, I think real estate is when you buy with a view to maybe renting out, yes. is that right? Or yeah. with a view to making money back from a property. Yeah, so yeah. buying a house, is a, a, getting a mortgage isn't the same as, as um, real estate. Real estate does mean you've got a property, but you are using that property to um, provide some sort of income. So mm. you might have a mortgage on it, but there's you know you rent out three of the bedrooms in the house and mm. that manages to pay your mortgage and you still get a bit of surplus on top. So that's what makes it real estate. Yeah, and the lovely thing about it, he said you could even just buy a bit of land. Yeah, and build you on You know, it. I know I, we read today, didn't we, about there's, um, in Atlanta, there was a group of people, about 72 people. Older that, families, yeah. Yeah, that have bought um, acres of land mm. and they're going to turn it into their little nice town, which yeah. is wonderful. Let, let's hope that it's not another Tuskegee, though. Yeah. You know, um, in the sense of people going and disturb it we're mm. in better times now it's it is hard but that's great they've bought their all that land yeah okay and they're going to revitalize it just as ti did because it says that he revitalized his old neighborhood yeah so he, he spent about 2.7 million and he bought six properties wow. so that and he didn't go in like gentrification mm. you know they gentri gentrify an area mm. and then they'll move all the people that can't afford it out, out of, of the area, area yeah. and then move all the rich people in. Yeah. He didn't do that. What he'd done was he provided properties for people that like living in the area mm. at an affordable cost. I think though we do have to highlight that there's a very big difference between what 2.7 mil can mm. do in America yeah. and what it can do in the UK. I mean, I was <laughs> looking at something the other day at properties equivalent yeah. um, to what it is, what you would get in America. And I think, for example, 245,000 here may get you, not in London, I don't know, but one to two bedroom flat. Mm. In America, you can get a pretty good property for 200 to 300,000. Mm. Um, and then you just, the development of their properties, the look of it, the aesthetics, everything just seems so much cleaner better and nicer. than it is yeah. over here. So I think. We do have to take that into consideration. Not put enough. Not saying we shouldn't buy um, property here, but mm. um, I think we do have to take into consideration the difference of what is available with yeah. that kind of money, but also not thinking that you have to have millions to invest in property. There's loads yeah. of ways to get into property that you 
sometimes you don't even need any money to, yeah. to get onto the, uh, There's the, a guy online, Sammy Leaks. Yeah. And he actually shows people how you can start from grassroots as well. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. Just, you know, there are ways and means. It's just, again, having that knowledge and the education mm. of the how-tos. Yeah. And then following following it through. Mm. And I think you were saying earlier about sometimes we, we don't take risks. No, we don't. I you think know. we're very f- afraid of taking risks. Yeah. Um, speaking for myself, obviously I've always worked in a job. I've had a job since I was 15. And... You just used to getting money, spending money, getting money, and not spending it in the right places, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But then when it does come to making that investment, because you're not, that idea to you is just no, no, no. I just, I can't, I can't. You tell yeah. yourself I can't. You don't want to take that risk. Um, and most people won't take the risk, and they'll continue to be in that cycle and that rat race in that same mindset Mm. and someone really gave me a reality check this week and she basically said come on snap out of it (laughs) because you have to if you want to get anywhere in business you know even for the instagram um models and all of that they had to come out of their comfort zone Mm. people don't know what goes behind just being an instagram model do you know what i mean yeah they've some of them extremely beautiful or whatever but there is actually a lot of work that goes behind it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Even yeah. just YouTubing and doing various things. It's mm. a lot of time, a lot of behind-the-scenes work mm. that is unseen. Everyone generally sees the finished, polished article. Yeah. And likewise, with investment, with anything, it, it's time, isn't it? Because mm. even when you're watching your charts, yeah. it's over it time. time yeah. It's over time. It's no quick fix. And, and that's another thing when it comes to maybe things like forex trading or trading or whatever, mm. is that it's not a get-rich-quick no, kind of thing. Not. You definitely have to, not. with anything, with business, the first five years, they say, is what gives gives you that longevity as it were yes make or break so you've got to give it time someone said yesterday i was on a a call yesterday and they said 90 give it 90 days you'll have a good year Mm. if you have a good year you'll have a good five years if you have a good five years then you're you're setting yourself up for life so Mm. it does take time you can't expect um results overnight i mean it it takes a woman 40 weeks plus sometimes to bring a child into the world Mm. and there's a lot of risk (laughs) that comes with that as well with anything you don't just see you don't there's a process you we may see the end result but there's always a process that goes behind it yeah so with anything you know we've looked at ti just then and him encouraging people to ditch the you know the buying the louis v's and the cartiers and investing that money into something a bit more viable. Mm. And I mean, Cartier is still a little bit of an investment, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, I wouldn't say don't buy it. Mm. I, don't, I wouldn't say, no, don't treat yourself. I think people should treat themselves and buy the things that they like. Just don't buy it with your income. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what I'm learning, you know. You don't buy it with your wages. Because mm. rich people don't buy things from their wages. They don't have... They don't do that. They buy things from their assets. They mm. treat themselves from the profits that they make. Yeah. You know, poor people spend their wages, rich people spend the profits. They never spend the initial investment that that they've made. So again, change of mindset, change of mindset and getting a background knowledge, a background understanding of these yeah. things. And thus, 
enabling us to build on the things that we're learning. Definitely. So education, education, education. Mm. I agree with that. But it's been educated in the right way that can make us or help us to make advancement. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. So we're going to listen to tonight. We're going to have a bit of a disco kind of (laughs) dancey theme going on in here. So, um, yeah, listen to this one here. It's Crossroads by Alison Crockett. Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on allflavorsradio.com. Go there, girls. Listening to allflavorsradio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. Allflavorsradio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Well, we sped through that one. <laughs> Still getting used to these, <clears throat> these controls, guys. So, we had a question a few weeks ago, didn't we, Leisha? Yes, we did, but we never answered. <laughs> yes, do you want to throw it out there for us? Oh my goodness, can't even remember it. So, the question was, oh, should, do fathers have the right to know they're going to be a father? So, in other words, a woman gets pregnant, um, does she have to tell the father that mm. Okay. Baby? So, we're throwing that one out to you. You know that this is a drive-time show. Drive time chat show, so do give us a call 07895 134 713. That's 07895 134 713. Do fathers have the right to know that they have made a, a, a child and for the women to tell them basically? Which leads us into a next question Are men selfish? Was that how I don't know if it? that leads into that question, but. <laughs> Um, are men selfish in relationships? I think males and females are selfish in relationships. Very true, because there are many moments when we're all selfish in relationships. Yeah. Many, many moments. And it's bad, though, when it comes to a constant self-centred, inconsiderate behaviour. That's mm-hmm. when it turns into selfishness, right? And so we've got to take time out to see what the other person wants. Yeah, but you don't do that, though. Why? Because in the moment, you do think of yourself. Right. So, like, for example... I don't know if I can think of a good example. Something as simple as you get up to go and make yourself a cup of tea. Do you ask the other person if they want a cup of tea? If you're Mm. really, really pining for a cup of tea, do you get up and ask the other person for a cup of tea? Right. If you don't, are you selfish? Well, it depends, because I know that I'm a really early riser. Mm. So my other half sleeps in mm. so would it be mad on my part to ask or should I just make it and leave it on the side to go cold you know it really yeah you know but it's um it's I don't know when when there's a dispute say let's take it for instance if there's a d- dispute do we just actively listen or just want to say what we want to say yeah I think um for the most, speaking for myself, <laughs> and if my other half is listening to this, then they need to message in. But I think for myself, I am very vocal when I need to be very vocal, and I don't like to be interrupted when I'm talking. Mm. I don't. Sometimes I don't take the other person into consideration when I'm having that. 
when we're supposed to be having that two-way conversation, mm. it's just be quiet, let me talk, let me get it off my chest, and then you can speak. But then I think that's a learning curve in the sense that you need to understand how the other person is. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you're if you're you have a selfish tendency, yeah. then it doesn't matter to a degree, right? Because then you're What if you're probably... if you're saying that you're selfish, it doesn't matter what Yeah, because most people just still gonna going to be just thinking about you know, about um the point they want to their, get their their needs and their wants and their whatever they them, them, them. Yeah, but then it's not a relationship, is it? It's it's a two people cohabiting and just getting along. But is that all it is, though? Because I don't... I feel like in order for you to be in a relationship that has... Yeah, every relationship has its ups and downs Mm. and ins and outs and front ways and back ways. But I think in order for you to have one that works, you have to be able to compromise. You have to be able to be the person that says, all right, fair enough, yeah, you're right. Um... And then move on with it. You may not be happy on the inside, but you know that generally, if it's not going to have such a detrimental outcome, mm. then at points here, there, and everywhere, both parties are going to have to compromise at some point. Mm, definitely, because it says some some people tend to one like we spoke expect the partner to listen, but they don't, mm. or given the silent treatment. You know, instead of yeah. speaking about an issue, because that again too, say if you've said something, it might have struck a nerve with that person, mm. and then they just don't talk to you. But sometimes I feel like the silent treatment is a um, defense mechanism, right? Because, like for example, you don't want to say anything to rile the situation anymore, or you may not. You may give them the silent treatment because your feelings, yeah, have been hurt. You're not doing it to hurt the other person's feelings, but you yeah. don't know how to resolve the situation, so you just stay silent. Is that dependent? Because, say, for instance, you might have a blowout, whatever, mm. and then you have to settle that before you wake up in the morning. or Because some people may just well carry that on. Yeah, I feel like... Over a period of time. I feel like that is definitely... Um, a skill learned over time, making sure that you don't let the sun set with you in a bad state. Because I think, like, I know personally, that's still something I work with. Okay. Like, I can let it go for days. No, (laughs) no, that's bad, bad. (laughs) That's terrible. Because sometimes you just, you get in your feelings and it it also depends on things that have happened to you during that day or during that week. So, even though you don't want to be selfish, we all are a little bit selfish because yeah. you think, I've already had a really bad day and you've come and you've done A, B, C, D and then we're arguing about it. Oh, forget it. I don't want to talk about it. And you just let that fester mm. because it's added to the already negative vibe. vibe that you've had throughout the rest of the day. Your vibration's already low. So yeah. what yeah. difference does it make if it's going to go a bit lower? That's how you feel in that moment. Oh, wow. wow. You know? Yeah. And it's insane because I know as women... We take care of the kids. We do mm. lots of things, you know, to keep the household maybe ticking over. Mm-hmm. Was the guy would generally go to work nine to five, mm-hmm. and where's dinner, you know? Yeah. And you've you've like I know you being at home, yeah. You've had to work, 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 yeah. Work at home because 
being at home, if you are a woman at home, mm. that's work, you know. I found it a struggle <laughs> for me, the fact that in the beginning, I was literally plastered to my computer screen mm. for seven hours a day. And then I got into a habit where I was doing my work during the day and then I'd take little breaks and do little things around the house, sort the girls out or whatever. And now... Almost, I feel like my husband's gotten used to coming home to dinner at night. Yeah. And I said to my friend, I was like, yeah, no, dinner's ready. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you're about to cook it. No, sometimes it's ready to go to the table. Yeah. Or it's almost ready. Yeah. Whereas before, when I was leaving the house to go to work, that wasn't the case. Mm. And now that I'm back in the office a couple of days a week, even yesterday we came home, dinner was ready. Mm. Mm. because I had pre- I think that's a skill though that I've learned from you because you I, I think before we went on this lockdown I was in this rut where I couldn't keep on top of things like it was either cooking every night and the house was a mess or the house was clean but there's no food cooked ready for mm. um when I come home from work so it was about getting out of that rut that was in which kind of lockdown helped mm. but then did it help the situation of hubby coming home and thinking, oh, yeah, I know that dinner's going to be there when yeah. I get home and I can just put my feet up? Because it's almost like uh, an archaic thought. Yeah. Because generally, as women, we do have a lot on our plate, and especially mm. dropping the kids to school, mm. then, you know, having a day job, yeah. and then washing, cooking, cleaning, all that's still got to be done. Mm. So that's another, this is a question I'm going to throw out to you guys as well. Um, should both people, if uh, you're working as a couple, share the responsibility in childcare uh-huh. and the home and all those kind of things, or do we still maintain that woman keeps control? A, yeah, woman keeps the house tidy mm. and works still, and the man just come and put his foot up mm. after nine to five, and that's it. You know, I know um, Kenny's not like that. He'll come no, if yeah. I'm tired. He'll cook, and we'll both share the responsibility i found that that's you know that's been happening more of late like mm. you kind of it's about finding the balance isn't it like we were saying yeah. before compromising okay we're both tired but someone's got to put the girls to bed someone's got to sort the kitchen out before we go to sleep someone's mm. got to do the laundry do you know what i mean and i think we're getting there, but you, you still... Every every day is a, a, a work in progress. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to be premium. Okay. Every day is a work in progress. So another point of selfishness, and we can talk on it from both angles, because mm-hmm. we, like you said, um, sometimes we can hold that anger or whatever, is mm-hmm. actually having different perspectives, not just our own perspective on things as well. Mm. That can... That is a sign of um selfishness so just looking at things from our own perspective oh yeah yeah not seeing two sides of a coin right yeah Yeah. that's that's another kind of how to be selfish yeah way in in selfishness and also throwing accusations that your partner is selfish yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know and i mean we're asking that are men selfish in relationships yeah. I think as well, though, going back to what you said about perspectives, mm. I think that comes with upbringing. Okay. Because one thing I've noticed is for people brought up in a certain household, their perspective of family is going to be different than the other half who's brought up in a completely different household. Mm. And that's just my observation of, like, friends, family, 
the females that have come from two-parent households tend to expect things to be done a certain way and then maybe the males who have just been brought up by their mum have been brought up seeing their mum do everything. This is mm. going back to the question about do men have to do stuff in the house? Um, they've seen their mum do everything. So you have to almost tell them, mm. no, this is what you have to do. You have to, this is how you work a washing machine. This is how you, do you know what I mean? Because they're not used to seeing that. They've not been raised to see that happen. They've not yeah. been raised to see a man in the house do certain things. Mm. And maybe it might be vice versa. You, A female might have just been brought up by their dad or whatever. So they haven't had that dynamic of what the the family yeah. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that perspective does sometimes need to be even even being brought up in a house with two parents but you've had a really really strong mum who takes the lead mm. as a woman then you go into your household and you're like no I'm making the rules yeah hey. and you take the lead but then you realise oh no actually I have balanced. to relinquish some of that responsibility yeah. to the other person and so. sometimes it's hard sometimes it's oh, hard yeah. if you have been brought up that way you yeah. know and that again it does go back to that the the whole ecology of like and that going out into the, the world and is from up, upbringing yeah from what's your household but these things can always change as well right it is it can i don't think it can change i think it can develop mm. i think people can take on yeah um different attributes and different qualities and things like that but they're still always going to have whatever they see as normal engraved in them mm. so it's not a change i think it's just an addition to who they are yeah and an, an, an adaptation yeah of who you are and do you know something i was listening to um, something this week and the, the guy is wayne dyer mm. and he says that we're not the same person when we was in our little baby body no and then when we was in our child body, we're mm. totally different from who we were 10 years ago. You're different from the person you was yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we can we evolve and change yeah. into um, better people. So, sorry, Lee, short Can I read some of the um, comments? Yes. So, in answer to our question about the male um, father's knowing, um, Nana, Joy says... <laughs> Yes, they do, so they should know. Without their seed, there would be no baby. The child needed to know who planted, who's planted in the garden. And then <laughs> Kimmy says, this is not the 1950s. Husbands need to know, need to help, i.e. cook and clean. It's not just the wife's role. We have our first child, husband, and also actual dependents that rely on their parents for everything yes hubby is mm. does tend to be baby number one um <laughs> from the offset because you're almost looking after hubby yeah um so i fully agree with what kimmy says and i agree with what nana said as well i think it is selfish to hold that information from a man mm. because he may want to step up to the plate if he chooses to walk away then that's that's his prerogative but if what about if he wants to step up to the plate and she's just totally like no then she's wrong mm. i i am completely completely against women using children as a weapon mm. i'm against women saying well she's my child he's my child nope nope you didn't lie down with yourself yeah 
Absolutely. They, it took the two of you to bring this child into the world. Mm. And it's almost like they forget the effect it has on the child, you know, because at the end of the day, you may be angry at that person for leaving you, cheating on you, beating you, whatever they did to you. Yeah. I do not obviously think that the situation should... I think things like um, abuse, domestic abuse, there needs to be a controlled situation for that, like yeah. a controlled environment. But things other than that where it's just an emotional detachment where that person doesn't want you, mm. that has nothing to do with your child. So is that an act of selfishness then? Yes, complete yeah. selfishness. Yeah. And it, like you said, the, the child is the one that actually misses out yeah. on a lot when a woman will make that decision. And it's always, well, in this country, I know in the States that some fathers get rights and mm. that's lovely. It's the, the dependent that can um, look after the child or they get joint, they get joint, joint rights. Whereas in this country, there's lots of fathers out there. There's a group, a father's group, that are fighting for justice to see their children because here the women get the, 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 mm. the youngsters and the men have got to fight. Because I know to, in America you know, they will physically go and take the child away yeah. from the parent and give it to the other parent on their weekends or their week. Okay. Whereas here, if you go and pick up your child and mum says no, you can call the police where they'll be like, well, nothing we, we can can't do, do about anything it. about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I will go as far as saying I feel like it's a form of neglect. Mm. Emotional neglect. On the child's part? On, on the child. The parent is neglecting the yeah. emotional needs of the child. Yeah. Because mm. I would hate to think, like... Obviously, I'm with my my um, I'm married to my my children's dad, but I would hate to think of what would happen if, you know, one of us got so angry that we didn't want to be with the other person, mm. and what that would do to my children. Just that break itself can have such an impact, A devastating effect. And yeah. then you're getting dragged from pillar to post, and mm. I want to see dad. Now you're not seeing your dad because. I can't, I just, I just think it's wrong. I think yeah, it's so wrong. Imagine. And sadly, that is a situation that many people find themselves in. Yeah. And like you said, it's got to balance in life. It, everything is balanced, you know. Mm. And I think in this day and age, we are totally like off balance. You know, the, yeah. the, you know that when you think of the scales of, of justice, yeah. like one is on the floor right now yeah. and the other one's in the air because, Definitely. you know, nothing is panning out. Nothing seems to be panning out in the mm. sense of these topics that we're kind mm. of discussing another point that they said when you get upset when you do you get upset when your partner makes um, arrangements without you yeah <laughs> i'm not talking about you personally no, but this is a question for myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no because i know it's vice versa as well if yeah. i agree to something so say someone might send us a text we're in a group and someone might send us a text oh you guys free on Friday and I'm like yeah mm. my husband's not going to be happy with that yeah. because I've answered for him and on many occasions I've been told off mm. for answering for the both of us because we haven't come together and had a conversation oh yeah. okay are we going to be doing uh, no okay fair enough like it has to be a collective yeah but in line with, you know, when it comes to holding responsibility, I feel like with men, yeah, they can just get up and go. Mm, mm. And this goes back to what Kimmy said about, um, you know, there's two of us Let's and take the responsibility where the responsibility lies. Yeah, as a female, I have to arrange what's going to happen with my children. children. Mm. Why? 
why does why does hubby not also have to arrange what's going to happen with our children it and i i don't think it's i don't think it's always intentional mm. i just honestly i think it that just doesn't register in their minds but that's one thing that they have to understand and i yeah. don't think men understand that that you have the choice to just get up and go if you wanted to just put your trainers on and go for a run you could do that yeah but for me mum who may possibly still be breastfeeding or sorting out dinner or bedtimes or whatever, yes, that is supposed to be joint, mm. but I still have to let you know what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess that, well, with the breastfeeding, you can't. They have to, come on, guys out there, inventors, <laughs> adapt something that can strap on a man so the wife can go for I a run. I think there is something, you is know. There? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in that case, but, but yeah. even getting the bag together when mm. you're going out... You're running around making sure that you have like check check checklist checklist checklist, yep. and the guys just taking hours in the bathroom pruning and preening themselves, yep. <laughs> and you don't just think of yourself. It's like the the youngsters as well. Yeah. Have your say, guys. What do you think on the the subject of men and women and responsibilities? Let us know. Come and join us in the chat room and join in on the chat. Okay. So another form was being overly critical. Of your partners, partners, friends and family. Okay. What do you think in that situation? Being overly critical of friends and family and oblivious to your partner's needs. What do you, you know, oblivious okay, to your partner's that, needs? Okay, that's like two completely separate scenarios. I mm. think being critical of their friends and family. Family is family and you can't change your family. Mm. Friends... I feel like you can change your friends. Of course you can. <laughs> and if your partner doesn't agree with certain things and doesn't agree with certain friends, mm. then you need to have that conversation. Yeah. And get but rid you, of your, your, <laughs> your social circle does tend to change once you kind of settle down with someone. Yeah. To some degree, your yeah. social circle will change and it continues to change as you grow as a person mm. you know but are you growing together not as one because you do become one it's the two become one it's very yeah. very true and but we do when we're talking about making plans and all that stuff you know sometimes I, I'm, I make my plans and then I say oh, to, to my other half oh I'm going to be doing such and such mm. and then we come to an amicable agreement mm. sometimes he he don't you know he'll let me know what he's doing mm -hmm. and uh, before I used to really get this knot in my stomach and think, oh, you know, feel like that. But now it, I'm just like, okay, cool, because you get on with other things. Yeah. But like, like you said, it's over time. I think I'm quite grateful in the fact that me and my partner have got the same friends. Yeah. Most of the same friends. I don't. I'm not agreeable to all of them, <laughs> but we've got most of the same friends, and our friends are very supportive of um, who we are. Mm. We've grown with quite a few of our friends as well. Like there, there's. Um, friends that I don't even call friends, they're like my brother and sister. Do you know what I mean? They they are family. It's close, yeah. Um, and in that sense, I think it's you. I couldn't be critical of of my husband's friends because mm, they're your friends. You know, they're my friends. They're my yeah. family. Yeah. But then there are those who I don't know if I've got any friends that he doesn't particularly agree with. Um, I know that I've got people that I don't particularly agree with, but that might just be my 
I don't know, insecurities, confidence. I don't know what it is, why mm. I don't particularly agree with them, but um yeah, I it think just work together. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, come together as in time whenever and then you you work it out. And we're talking about selfishness. Now I think we've kind of it's not just men that are selfish in relationships, yes, Lily? Um, I just want to um, put the number there because someone has um, stated they want to call in. Okay. The number to call in is 078-951-34713. That's 078-951-34713. Join in the conversation. Okay, and we'll do that after the break. The People's Station. If you're in your car and a child ran out in front of you right now, could you stop? think. Slow down. Have you ever wondered what therapy is and even considered using a therapist? Here on All Flavors Radio, we're inviting you to listen to some therapeutic approaches which you may find useful. Join me, Darnell, for a taste of therapy on All Flavors Radio on Thursdays, 10pm GMT with DJ Caddy. Club Zook mashup session with Ninja Man Lloyd. Thursdays 8 to 10, Saturdays 2 to 4, Sundays 10 to midnight Zook Mashup Session on allflavorsradio.com Anuale Tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show Wednesdays 9 to 11 UK 5 to 7 Eastern allflavorsradio.com Tell him Eve's Lewis say so. To all quail lovers from around the world, come join DJ Nigi for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Nigi with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. To me from 8 till 10. DJ Slim on a Monday night and a Friday. You originally missed to fix it. On a, on a Monday and a Friday evening. DJ Nigel, Mark Philogene, who's on tonight, from 10 till 12. Ninja Man Lloyd, John J.E., Gospel Sunday AM, DJ Cade and DJ Clint. All right. Have your phone in on fullflavorsradio.com. So, Alicia, you said that... Um, the number here is 07895-134-713. That's 07895-134-713. Come and join in on the chat. and Join us in the chat room. Don't be scared because we know there's a lot of silent listeners out there. And um, you're very, very welcome. Come on. Come along and join us. All right. So the next question that we had there was, um, do you believe that woman leaves a relationship emotionally before she does physically. Your thoughts on that? Leaving emotionally before she does physically. Um, I don't know. If she... I don't know. No, never thought about it. Well, we had a conversation once. Mm. Uh, well, we have these conversations a lot. But we had a conversation and it was talking about if the woman isn't getting what she wants from her partner and then someone else starts giving it to her is that when the emotional detachment starts mm. I would have thought it would then, be yeah I would have thought it would be because 
obviously it's going back everything's kind of interlinking mm. going back to that talk about being selfish in a relationship because it could work both ways again yeah right with the man and the woman but a lot of men will just go out there and just do their thing and come home mm. to the lady yeah um whereas a woman if she's a loyal woman she generally wouldn't do that no she wouldn't your thoughts out there guys what do you think because obviously this is all quite relative and it's our point of view so another disclaimer here this is all really our opinion you know and we all have opinions and we just have an opportunity here to share what we we think and yeah join in on the chat and let us know okay because do you think that a woman would leave or emotionally before she leaves physically i do think though that Mm. even because if like you're saying if the woman is loyal then it's very unlikely she's going to allow herself to become emotionally attached to someone like she's not going to allow that conversation to get to that point yeah but i do think like if she starts getting worn down to the point where she becomes not careless, which gets a bit numb. Yeah. If someone does start talking to her, she may not even realise the process of what's happening. Yeah. But then I don't just think a woman does that. I think men do that as well. Okay. I know there's this thing, women are emotional, men are physical. Yeah. But I do think that men are physical as well. Um, emotional, emotional as well. Of course they are. I think they can emotionally be detached. Are you emotional guys out there? Men? Or are you not? You're just physical. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, of course, they're emotional. And yeah. again, dependent on the household that they've been raised in. Yes. Yeah, because yes. if, if it's, if it's a, they've been raised in a household where the man is really dominant and, mm. you know, butch and stuff, mm-hmm. unless the mum is um, really nurturing and caring and always, oh, um, Harry, don't worry about it. And, mm. you know, all of that, lots of these things come into play, really. You know, but, but then you would that that young man will grow into more than likely be the butch man mm, because yeah. he's seen his dad be Father manly, figure. not emotional. It's all about the physical. Yeah. Um, whereas if he, he like you're saying is raised in a more emotional environment, mm-hmm. then he may be like more likely to become emotional emotionally involved with somebody. Yeah. 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 So you know. I, well, the woman leaves um, emotionally, I think so. Because... But I do think that's selfish. Do you really? Yeah. What? Because one of the things of being selfish, though, was being oblivious to your partner's needs. And some people are oblivious to their needs. But do you tell your partner what your needs are? Of course you do. do you no, t- I don't think Do that... you tell your partner what your needs no, are? No, not all the time. Oh, that's not that's... all the time. Because okay. I'm constantly being told, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> So you need to tell and we've them. had we've had conversations <laughs> with friends as well. Like I was saying before, we've had conversations with friends mm. where the guys are like, "Yeah, but we won't know unless you tell us." Exactly. So, but but as a female, that means we are also we're also oblivious mm. <laughs> to our partner's need because we don't know that we're supposed to tell them what they don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we need to if we're feeling like you said earlier. Um, sometimes you just clam up and you don't talk for days. Yeah. That's when you need to speak. Yeah. That's when you need to say, listen, love, I really didn't appreciate, you know, what, what 
was spoken of or what was did or whatever mm. and then that's when you work it out but you do get there it just doesn't happen on that don't go to sleep before the sun sets <laughs> day eventually you, <laughs> get, get there eventually you get there eventually you have the, oh. the discussion but it's like what i said you you don't want to feel like you don't want to feel like you're are you blowing things out of proportion? Are you making a, a, a subject bigger than what it needs to be? Are you mm. going to be touching a soft spot on on your partner's um, side and therefore making the situation worse? Yeah. And then they're the one that starts giving you... So all these things go through your, through your mind before you actually have that conversation. But you have to let the ego aside and trust that you've chosen the right person in order that you can have that conversation with them. Yeah. You know... Yeah. Like why you you fell in love with that person you've had you've been that intimate you've had children with that person mm. why can't you not tell them what's in your heart or how you feel because like I was saying it goes back to the upbringing <laughs> okay if you're not used to being an expressive person right it doesn't matter whether you are madly in love with the person that you're with or whether you can be open and honest with people that you work with that are not you don't care anything about. Mm. When it comes to the person that you care the most about, you care about her and their, their feelings, don't you? Mm. So if you're not used to expressing yourself to people that you care about, right. you're not gonna be, you're not gonna have that ability how, to communicate effectively. But it's how you say it, yeah. And you just said that communicating effectively. Mm. So working out how to say it in the right way that it won't hurt that person. Mm. You know, if, if if your needs aren't being met, mm. how long are you going to allow it to? Uh, progress mm. and then lo and behold some dude probably rolls up and says oh, hey, you're looking good you know no, and then boom <laughs> I don't know I'm just saying like, you know yeah, I know <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. and someone pays you attention mm. that that you've been speaking or trying to well in your in your case not speaking about <laughs> and um, you know then yeah. you're leaving emotionally because you're going to become attached to something else you know mm. and that's the danger yeah so you've got to speak about how you feel i think it's like we said before it's all about the um not got to but you know. the work in progress because yeah. saying what you feel is great mm. but you need to know how to say that properly Absolutely. because like you said before um, calling someone selfish that that's selfish isn't it you're yeah. calling someone selfish you're calling them out and you're not thinking about how that person's going to feel mm. and you're saying to them my needs aren't being met because you're selfish mm. right do you know what I mean where it's you have to find the way to say exactly that yeah because that's basically what you're saying but without being accusatory without hurting hurting that person without you know belittling them and, mm. and all of that stuff that comes along with it we are very complex beings mm. human beings because i think a lot of the time we want the same things mm. but it's a matter of how we express mm. the things that we want yeah. and again in this case um leaving emotionally in the sense of maybe they they're not a good communicator mm. maybe i know a lot of um, people keep things to themselves and let it fester yeah. and fester and fester and then, you know, blow up or, you know, whatever in that sense. So it's, it's out there, isn't it? Mm. But you, you made know. a good point before um, when this isn't talking about relationships as such, but it's like how you've been brought up mm. 
when you say to a child, um, be quiet, stop talking, I don't want to hear what you've got to say, that upbringing is why we inevitably become the person that doesn't speak because mm. we've constantly been told, no, be quiet, keep keep that to yourself, no, that's rude, don't speak, da-da-da-da-da. So then that's how you are as a person. Mm. And I think because, not saying that's how we were brought up, but because some people have had that upbringing, when it does come to relationships when do you break that when do you mm. break the habit of knowing actually i you should be speak. able to say what i want to say when i want to say it yeah and then as a parent now i'm thinking oh if that's what i've been telling my children then they're gonna grow up and be like me and give them four yeah. days of silence. Like yeah <laughs> oh my goodness like you know so you have to think about that as well like everything goes back to when we talk about financial education, relationships, when we talk about um, some of the stuff we're going to talk about later, it's all to do with where our roots mm. have come. Where, where, what was it like back then and where we are now? And re-educating. Because sometimes you've got to unlearn the things that we've learned, yeah, you know. You in order to make that step forward, you've got to unlearn, mm. learn, and then you become, you grow. Yeah. You know, because... In some instances, some things never change, go around circles, families go around in circles, they yeah. go around in the same cycle, yeah. and it never changes until someone breaks that cycle. Mm. So, it may be in that sense mm. that you know, learn, unlearn, re educate yourself, and then that will help one to grow mm. into a better person. What do yeah. you think? I agree, I do agree, yeah, and I, I do think as well, like, um, when it comes to your relationship with your partner or whatever mm. you do need to consider how you speak to that person um around your family around your children yeah. around whoever you are around if you won't speak to me like this around my family yeah or around our children then you shouldn't be speaking to me like that at all absolutely or if you have a disagreement or 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 you have something to say that doesn't resonate then you leave it to a time when you're both it's more appropriate yeah. on your own and then you can talk about it in a peaceful way mm. together and try and resolve the, the situation. Yeah. You know, so many, many ways that we can do things, mm. you know. But, yeah, do women become uh, unattached emotionally first? I'm not sure. Let us know. What do you think? 07-895-134-713. Now, we come to the part of the show well, we have lots of unsigned, live and unsigned artists out there. And we've had a couple of really um, great tracks sent over to us from uh, a couple of wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And I shall hail them out afterwards. Teresa J. And also Blue, I'll get their, their name again, Blue Label, I think they're called. And the the first, this first track is all about the current situation that we're in and how we can make things better.
Track is done by Teresa J. Jude, TJ AE64. And the label is Heritage Street Soul. And the producer is Demondo. And it's out for release on the 15th of September. track is done by Blue Leader, We Can Make It Right. So many people, people come 
check that that track out on youtube as well blue leader blue leader oh yeah we can make it right most definitely and now this one is from a band it's called fufola and this is like a fusion band very very good bit eclectic jazz fusion with african music give it a shout and let me let me know what you think
shouting out everyone in the chat room. Can you be? Mark Philogene, George Flavors, Joy McKay, and Norbert in Castries, and The Rooted One. So we do hope you enjoy that. That was for Fula. Uh, really great band. Check them out online. Okay, it's, uh, I will put up the details in the chat for you. So come along, come along to the chat room and um, get that information. So three really great tracks there. Beautiful tracks. Teresa Jade, Blue Leader and Fafula. So one of the tracks, Leish, was speaking about we can make a change, we can make things better. And it's really in line with one of the the points that we were going to make today about regarding Lewis Hamilton. Okay. And the FIA, they want they want to flag up him wearing a t-shirt that was speaking about um a lady. What was her name? Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Um it said that the T-shirt said, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. Mm. And, um, I mean, Formula One is saying it wasn't political because he is a person that is... He's been outspoken before. Yes, speaking out about these things. He's demonstrated. He's the most high pro- one of the most high-profile sports stars. Um, obviously, he's a black Formula One dri- driver, but mm. he's a spokesman um, for diversity, you know. And was he wrong for wearing that T-shirt? No. He wasn't. I think everyone just gets so hypersensitive when um, celebrities make a stand. Mm. And um, actually, now thinking about that, I thought um, something has just come to my mind of what I read today, I think it was. Mm. Um, John Boyega has cancelled a contract with someone because um, of that he basically made an ad for this company he was their ambassador yeah he made an ad for this company and he used friends family it was in you know it it brought to to light the area that he grew up in Mm. they decided to not go ahead of his idea use some people in china or something to shoot it in china but took the concept of his idea no, that's out of order, isn't and it? And he was like, no, I'm not going to condone this. I've decided I'm not going to be an ambassador for them. Mm. Too many times they get to, you know, get away with these kind of things. And it's time that we speak up. That's what Lewis Hamilton's doing. He's just yeah. stating what everyone is thinking. Mm. And the thing is, I don't even think that... I think the police officers haven't even been charged or anything for this. They've been fired. Oh, they have well, been fired. Well, from what I read, one of them got fired, mm. but he still has not been brought to justice okay it's not i mean firing someone he can go and get another job yeah do you know what i mean yeah so he's taken someone's life Mm. just like what they do with anybody out here in the real world yeah they would charge them Mm. try them and let the jury decide and the worst thing about that whole rihanna taylor situation was that they got caught broke into the house the man I think they charged her boyfriend yeah, with for having out. arms mm. when they broke into the house. And yet it was the wrong house. And the person that they were looking for was already in jail. How crazy. I think that, that for me was the, was the like, <laughs> are you kidding? That's something that you could look up on your system and find yeah. out. In good, I don't know how long it takes, but that's something you could look up on your system. So that really, that was, that was a tragedy. You know, and and you have the the audacity to uh, 
arrest the guy when he is he is well within his rights to bear arms in his home if his house has been broken into. Yeah. And it was the wrong house. The wrong house. I just I think the fact that that Lewis Hamilton has made a statement. Mm. And actually, he hasn't made this. He someone could have just come. Someone could say he's just wearing a jumper. Yeah, he just wearing a jumper that says on it. Arrest the 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 officer that killed Breonna Taylor, yeah. and on the back, I think it said, um, "Say her name." Mm. He's a young, well, he's youngish, black, celebrity. He's well within his rights. He's within yeah. the demographic to wear something like that. Yeah. Whereas I've seen someone's drawn my attention to something yes. else. Um, a fashion designer, Adriana de Grasse, displayed a dress on her runway. And on the dress, um, it had emblazoned on it a black slave. Um, and on the front of the slave's face, they had uh, contractments. I think it was... It's basically it's like chuckle. a muzzle, what you put on a dog. Yeah. yeah. And um, this... It was on the catwalk, this one as well. This white model yeah. is wearing this on the catwalk. Yeah. And the slave that they were talking about there, her name was Anastasia. Yeah. She lived in Brazil. She was an enslaved African woman. Mm-hmm. And she refused to allow the slave owner to violate, and punish, violate her. Mm-hmm. So he punished her by putting this thing on her mouth Mm -hmm. this mask where she couldn't speak and she had to wear this until she died Mm -hmm. and yet it's okay for again it's the appropriation that we spoke about for this adriana de grace to display such a dress on the runway however um lewis hamilton can't display um a sign get the cops that killed brianna taylor do you know what i don't even think this is appropriation i think it's just a complete disrespect mm. it's almost like they're laughing at us yeah because it's look at the symbolism look at the yeah. symbolism of this this slave knowing the backstory mm. yeah wouldn't allow someone to touch her so they muzzled her like a dog yeah and then someone who may be descendant of said owner slave owner yeah. is wearing her face on her chest yeah yeah if that's not shouting symbolism to me to you, to whoever else has seen it, mm. it's disgusting. Whoever's listening, really, because at the end of the day, it's like it's a law for one and a law for the other. Mm. And I really said to you last week about speaking about black issues. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, but we cannot get away from it. This is this is our whole ethos. This is us. This is who we are. Mm. You know, and we cannot not speak about it. I do have a question, though. Mm. Do you think that if this happened this year... So this um, this model was wearing this in 2015. Yeah. yeah? Um, five years ago. Obviously, these issues of us and them... Yeah. Has, just, ...has always been going on. I mean, our first show, we spoke about what happened 50 years ago. Mm. Yeah, so it's been going on for a long time. But I think, given the current climate, do you think that this... Um, designer would have been able to get away with allowing th- that model to wear that on possibly because the there was a there was a, a rapper he's a white rapper and he said that he was like Tupac he said that recently oh well, it wasn't um... you know he's been in prison Tupac was in prison he says that you know oh, all these things <laughs> Takashi six nine <laughs> yeah and it's like Oh dear. So yes, I think I think that they but would have got away no, with that. No, that's not the same. Him, 
Takashi Six Nine saying that he's the new Tupac is ridiculous. Yes, but it's not the same, right? As this model wearing slave, mm. um, is it paraphernalia? Is that the right word? It's clothing. It's fat. Well, is it, it's not the same as her yeah. wearing that on her chest. Him saying, him likening likening himself to one of the greatest rappers. Mm is not the same as her degrading us. But then we're, we're likening it to Lewis Hamilton wearing that T-shirt. Yeah, because his T-shirt made a statement, as does this dress. Right, but what statement's being made in both instances? Like, you know, for him, he wants justice, mm. from what I can see, but there's no justice in what she is, this Brianna Taylor, uh, even to even think of the concept mm. and wear it on the catwalk. Mm. Was she making a statement? Or does it look fashionable? But then I guess it goes back to what um, my sister-in-law raised last week when she said mm-hmm. that it's all... What are they putting in front of us? What is the media putting in front of us to bring yeah. up a conversation? Yeah. Have we been speaking about Lewis Hamilton over the last couple of months? Did we know he was very vocal when it comes to black and white issues? Not particularly. Mm. So is there something else behind this yeah. as to why they're bringing him up now right do you understand what i mean so because it's always to do with publicity the media tells us what they dictate they want us to to yeah. see the media dictates to us what they want us to speak about yeah. the media dictates dictate dictates yeah. in that sense i mean i didn't get onto the um voice newspaper this week i was really just scoping various mm. things and um so getting it from maybe that demographic. I'm not too sure if they, they too in that media mm. are pushing something forward, but they do push a lot of positive things forward for us and but our that's community. that's such a small... I mean, yeah. that's to our community, but, yeah. I'm, but the media that we're seeing this from is not directed at our community. No. Is it? Just, again, with the diversity, but with the diversity, was that... I mean, I when I come away and thought about it, and uh, my daughter-in-law, when she highlighted that it's all sort of publicity mm. for Simon Cowell, Britain's mm. Got Talent. And I never looked at it again from that angle, that perspective yeah. and stuff. So Because then know, people will go back and watch um, Britain's Got Talent now and be like, ooh, what's going to happen this week? What yeah. can we complain about this week? Yeah. And then maybe people might, I don't know if they're doing Formula 1, I haven't got the foggiest, but people might, you know, flick on their TV now and see, oh, what what do the races look like this week or yeah. next week or whatever. Oh, is Formula One, is it up and running? Someone tell us, maybe Mark Philogene, you know, if, um, if Formula One is, the races have started, I'm not too sure. But, you know, yes. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so it's lots of little issues, lots of these little things that are brought to our attention. Yeah. And that dress, that when I saw it, I, I was kind of... Um, not too happy about it because you know the backstory yeah, of it. It just makes me angry. You know, and that, that was, like you said, five years ago and it's so fresh because when we were speaking mm. about it, I said, oh, did you not see, you know, and he said, no, and then, yeah. you know. So these are issues that we're seeing. And mm. another one, another issue that um, it was Heather, she highlighted it today, and that was the law, the rule of six now. The rule of six. Yeah. So would you rat out no. your neighbours if they had more than six neighbor, six friends in their, or family in their house? How are you going to know they've got more than six people in their house? If they're having a garden out back. Well, you're looking out the blinds and looking to see what your neighbours are doing. It's like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Why am I calling the police? Mm. Why? So they can come and make noise on my road. Why? <laughs> true, true. 
But would God? What about you guys out there? Would you rat out this your rule neighbors? of six? Can I? I you just. Know? I have to be very careful when I talk about this, but I just personally feel like we're not allowed to meet with six pe- more than six people in our house. Okay, fair enough, but we're still sending our children to school. Yeah. We're still going to church. We're still going... They want to have um, um, fans at football now. Do you know, it's the pubs are still open. They decided to have a whole month's worth of come and eat for 50% off. Yeah. And... My husband brought this to my attention, actually, that half the restaurants we went and ate in did not have a one-way system. Yeah. So it's almost like they put us in a situation to make everything worse so that they can re-isolate people. Lock us down again. But then the other things that should be isolated, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I We went out to a festival mm. on Sunday and we were in pods. Everyone was in a pod of six mm. and someone come out the security would be like no get in your pod and they were really adamant about yeah. it and I, I guess it's keeping the thing down you yeah. know but people are still going to come still going to hug still going to kiss people that are outside of that mm. are still going to come and do all that stuff and like you said there are the kids have gone back to school the kids have gone back to school they're hugging kissing yeah playing with each other yeah, you know, I, teachers hug my children like, oh, we know we try not to hug, but it's so difficult. It's like, what do you do? Mm, I what think do you do next year? Next year is just this year. We just call it like a uh, year that a was test. a blur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was because it it's just round again, round you know, and round. Do you know what it reminds me of? Mm-mm. In college, I had to read the book Nineteen Eighty Four by George, George Orwell. Yeah. And I didn't read the book. It was so boring. I watched the film, which was also rather boring. But I I struggled along. And it just... Oh, and there was another book um, by Margaret Atwood called The Handmaid's Tale. It was a series on TV not too long ago. And it just makes me think of those... um, Scenarios. Those scenarios where you've got a totalitarian society where you're being controlled. Thought police, yes. Tell us if your neighbours have six people in their house and you're not allowed to think for yourself because we're telling you where where things are happening and we're telling you where you can eat and we're telling you... And it's... I just see that happening. Just watch, watch, watch. driving in in London, Mm. it's like they're just direct... It's like they're herding everybody. You go down a side road that you could go down before... And you can't. Everyone's being herded back to the main road because we have to see where you're going, what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so it just makes me think of that. It's, It's In some ways, it's quite a scary time because I think for people who are on their own, mm. these rules and regulations make life so challenging for them. And I know people that have anxiety who aren't on their own, but are still so scared to leave the house because of all this, all the... The bombardment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, everything that they're being told is just... Yeah. It's very, very scary for people. I just I try not to watch it. I, well, I don't watch it. I choose not to because... Can you imagine you got the your TV streaming into your house yeah. and the news, every so often, it comes on, what, every half an hour or so and mm. you're hearing that constantly. It must be very, very confusing. Yeah. You know, obviously, we as we've spoken about before, we got to, to be, use, be mindful mm. and, you know comply to a degree Mm. you know but it's our liberty Mm. isn't it and um yeah we just we have to 
really think think in the sense of maintaining our safety and stuff like that mm. but you know what what is this whole thing i think i think you just you really have to think about who are you going home to mm. if you're in a pod of six and those six, you are one individual with six other individuals who are they going home to and then who are they going home to if you are putting others at risk um because your social network of people mm. is so extensive then you have to think smart you can't just think about yourself but and you, in that instance i understand but you travel on the tube is it in pods of six? Oh gosh no what's there the tube is, like no do you know what there is social distancing to a degree on the tube yeah because people the times i travel you Rush don't hour. have everyone there's not as many people but i think a lot of people were still, still working, working at home. home yeah i don't get the tube or the bus home mm. because i can't manage the crowd that comes when it goes comes to going home that being said though walking through central london it's very very busy mm. and, and are you people see all distancing the, no you see people like piled up outside of pubs pub, and stuff yeah. but that was pre monday yeah because okay. friday coming home from work my husband came and met me and coming back home it's like everyone was trying to just get out before oh, monday yeah because yeah. it was absolutely crazy on the roads on Monday. Well, everyone out there, please just um, be mindful, be thoughtful. You know, um, Joy says, how about getting 30 people? We can go shooting. It's legal. Um, I don't understand what you're saying, Oh, she Joy. means going and doing the, um, you know, when they go to the shooting range. Okay. Yeah, you can still have 30 people going to a shooting Really? Range. So, so what is it that it's this, it's what they're saying? So it's outside, but are they in bubbles of six still? Or is it 30, a group of 30? I can't remember. So I think when I read the, the um, you know, when they give you the rules or whatever, and when I read it, it did say something about meeting outside in certain numbers is safer yeah. than being inside when you're, with your six people bubble. And it also mentioned people who have got, there's certain exemptions, which mean you could have a little bit more than six people meeting mm. in a bubble, but it's best to meet outside. And Joyce says hunting is exempt from the rule of six. Yes, because it's so outside. it's aristocratic too, right? Because yeah. do you go hunting? I may start going hunting. Do you shoot pigeons? <laughs> pigeons to be going outside. <laughs> it is a bit, a bit mad, isn't it? I will... Um, I, I do, uh, yeah, I just think it's a bit selective isn't it it's a, yeah. it's a selective process you know and so what can we say when it comes to the universal law then when it comes down to to really conclude with everything that we've spoken about today really because what, what have we spoken about today Lily? Lily? Ooh, we have spoken about so we started with what did we start with today ti oh making sure that we have our um residual income set up so he's given us advice about not just going and splashing all your money on a nice Cartier watch um, with your own money, but going and investing in property so you can use your assets to pay for that lovely Cartier watch. So about being um, financially educated. And then we spoke a bit about relationships. So men's rights to know about their seed. Um, and selfish? Are women selfish? How can we find a balance when it comes to communicating in relationships? That kind of stuff we spoke mm. about. Um, and then, obviously... Lewis. Being outspoken 
like Lewis yeah. or being disrespectful in my opinion like this designer but then I guess they'll say it's fashion so they can do what they want well law law unto themselves because even these laws you know it's to they're okay in a certain sense and but the everyday person is really you know suffering or struggling or whatever mm. and we've got to I mean if you if you live in a house of seven heaven forbid no, you can all go out ma- together no you can't it doesn't matter yeah no. you, it's your bubble just bring I don't even know how you did equate that to be honest yeah so I think the law of perpetual transmutation of energy mm-hmm. is very important because it says we all have the ability to change our lives at any moment high vibrations of energy choose to change Embrace change, allow the go with the go with the flow, become the master of your mind, be grateful for what you have. So, yes, you know, in everything that we've spoken about, yes, we are grateful for what we have, but it's what we how we think. Mm. Right. So whatever we're putting out. So I'm putting out. I'm healthy mm. and I am going to just continue the way that we've gone throughout this whole process, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I choose to do. Mm. What about you, Alicia? Um, I think the adapting to change, obviously, every week things are changing, mm. whether, it, whether it's from, you know, the announcements we get from the people in Parliament or things that happen at work. It, literally every day, every week is changing. Yeah. And just as a person... Um, being on this journey of self-development and understanding that change can be scary but just embrace it really yeah and take risks take you know risks, I'm, I'm, well yeah. i'm not yeah i've got to take risks and i will <laughs> um but there's you know when, again we spoke about being outside of our comfort zone and when we cross over that bridge it's quite amazing mm. what's on the other side yeah. so all these things in mind Beautiful people out there. Let me give another shout to everyone in the chat room. That's um, Joy McKay, Kimmy B, Mark Philogene from Bremen, and also Norbert from Castries, and the Rooted One. Also, guest 242 from Dusseldorf. Sorry, my, my vocals are still off a bit. Mr. Fix It. George Flavors, um, guest 318 from Hayes, guest 39. Oh, there's two guests, 39 from London. Guess 474, guess 748, guess 896, and guess 935. All Everyone listening on TuneIn, and please log in. We have a lovely show on every single day, seven days a week. Some great DJs, a variety of music, a, a variety of news. We also, Mark, our um, commentator, commentates on... Uh, various sports and things and Mark also highlighted as well that we do he he does think that there are racists in the Formula One but um, you know what can we do I guess they're everywhere Mark there's nothing much that we can really do about that but we just try and be our best selves and bring the love be love continue to love and the world will obviously be a better place. So, beautiful people, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'd like to just say, see y'all on the other side. side. Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on allflavorsradio.com. Whee!